0: welcome to City On Air's Almost Weekly podcast with me, Georgia Humphreys.
1: And me, Joe Holding. Yeah, and on the whole weekly front, we begin today's programme with a bit of an apology. Regular listeners will have noticed that this is our first show on three on-air start weeks. Due to unforeseen circumstances over the last fortnight, which were no fault of our own, we've been unable to record our informative news programme.
0: Yeah, we're sorry about that. However, we've got a pretty great show planned for you today to make it up for you.
1: So after our three-week break, it's time to catch up on one of the biggest stories. After last year's announcement to raise tuition fees, Rob Cook has been taking a look at the most recent university application data.
2: The UCAS application figures were released recently, and it looks like the rise in tuition fees has made a noticeable dent. Overall applications were decreased by 7.4%, and England was worst hit with a 9.9% fall city itself saw a drop of 21.6%, and this has put it on a list of institutions considered in serious danger on the Higher Education Planning blog. While these figures seem pretty high, there are various factors to consider. The UCAS chief executive, Mary Curnock-Cook, has said that when population changes are taken into account, overall applications have only fallen by around 1%. Her main worry was about the gender differences that have emerged. Male applications were down 8.5%, but there was only a 6.7% drop for females. Unfortunately, no one at the university was able to give us any comment. We were been told just to wait for the Vice-Chancellor's official announcement. So as soon as we get any more information, we'll keep you in the know.
0: Thanks for that, Rob. So do you think there are any worries surrounding the figures?
2: Some could say that uh, raising tuition fees and then having fewer applications could make it a bit more elitist like it used to be. But then this year has also shown that there's been a greater drop for those from higher class families than with the lower class. And this is probably to do with the grants and loans.
0: I see. So, are there any other trends that can be seen?
2: may not be a trend per se, but the 19-year-olds was the biggest difference this time, and it does make you wonder, is this the demise of the gap
1: year?
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you a lot for that update. We now move on to Joe, who's going to tell us all about the all-new City on Screen.
1: Thanks, Georgia. In September of last year, the student television outlet City on Screen was born and added to the media team. Since then, members have been meeting on a regular basis to discuss and produce television shows, especially for city students. I went to talk to City on Screen's editor to get her to explain exactly what City on Screen was all about.
0: City on Screen is the first student union TV in City University, so it's a completely new program. It's a work in progress. We are working uh, at a news program, uh, and a uh, music program, and an uh, entertainment program. Most of them, they will be recorded within the university, but um, we are looking to go also outside the university and film what is happening around London.
1: So it seems that we'll be seeing plenty of on screens new projects in the coming weeks. I also spoke to Yasmin Lona, on-screen's newly elected deputy editor, to discuss the future of City Students Television Group.
3: I hope to get all of the students involved, especially the students of the journalism department, um, enable them to promote their blogs, promote themselves through us and uh, hopefully get a really big coverage. So perhaps even get other universities involved, uh, do some pop over there and uh, really become uh, City University's main website. That's our vision.
1: Ambitious stuff then. And if you think you're going to be the next Michael Parkinson or maybe even the next Steven Spielberg, here's how you can get involved.
0: So we met every Tuesday at 5 o'clock in the room ag 3 so if you are interested in MAKE TV and if you are interested to produce uh, um, a video or um, editing or uh, be a presenter, just come and meet us.
1: So moving on from City on Screen, we brought in Silvia Amaro to tell us about the Sports Centre and Leisure Department.
0: Because keeping fit is vital for our health and happiness, the Sports Centre and Leisure team at City have been trying to draw students' attention to the options available. At the moment, there are around 500 students participating in sports at City, but considering that the university has a total of 21,000 students, that's not a lot. The Sports Centre is working with the Students' Union to try and get more people involved. Bill Thompson, head of the Sports Centre and Leisure at City, Told me how City has been doing so far with the various teams.
4: Really well. We're doing great, actually. Um, we're not a. We're not known as a sports university. We're not Loughborough. We're not Brunel. However, um, we've got three teams that are at the top of their league. Um, two of them are undefeated. You know, men's badminton and men's football seconds haven't lost a game the entire year. Badminton lost one game in the cup, but to be fair, that was a very tough one. Men's basketball are still in the cup, still topping their league. Um, And then even sports like hockey. First year that we've really kind of focused on hockey, and um, they're doing great. You know, they're really kind of putting it in. And then fencing, competitive fencing. Um, We've got some really good runs. We've won lots of individual uh, weapons, Uh, and if you look at it, it's just flourishing.
0: Find out more information on how to get involved, ask at the Sports Desk next to Silas Bar or check out the Sports at City Facebook page.
3: Now for my favourite bit of the show. Yasmin
0: Pamol is here to tell us what's on this week.
3: This month, Selfridges is celebrating literature, reading and all things wordy throughout the store. The event named Words, Words, Words will see a 15,000 book library in store with unique celebrity contributions. There will also be a concept store within Selfridges' Wonder Room, selling wordy goods from stationery to accessories to jewellery collections. Head over to Fabric on Saturday night if you fancy a delicious feast of house music, old and new. Join resident DJ Terry Francis in room one with DJ Sneak and Maya Jane Coles or stumble into room two where the decks will be taken over by Marcel Detman, Ben Sims and resident Craig Richards. There's three new film releases this week at the View Cinema and Angel. First up is David Cronenberg's A Dangerous Method starring Keira Knightley. Also this week sees the return of the Muppets in a film directed by James Bobbin. Lastly is the ghostly The Woman in Black where we can see Daniel Radcliffe playing the role of a solicitor rather than a Voldemort-hunting Quidditch-playing wizard. It's Pancake Day on Tuesday, but if making pancakes at home sounds a bit boring or tame, go to Spitalfields Market where you'll see a team from Time Out London running up and down Draywalk whilst flipping pancakes to raise money for charities – Or, if you want to watch a celebrity and politics-filled pancake race, head over to the Victoria Tower Gardens, where you'll see MPs, lords and members of the press tossing pancakes for charity.
1: We've got a real treat for you now with some music from JP. Freya's here to explain more.
3: There's a lot of talent in the music department
5: at City, so we decided to take a closer look at one of its students. James Perkins, otherwise known by his artist name, JP, is now in his third year at City. He told me a bit about his inspirations, plans for the future, and his recent track, Icarus Theory. So when was it that you first became really interested in music and writing music?
4: Um, well, I've kind of always been interested in music. Um, I started, started playing instruments and being involved when I was about eight. Um, but I only really started writing, writing songs when I was about 14, 15, so I'm quite late to it really.
5: And what music was it the what's sort of your favourite music and what do you take inspiration
4: from? I um I, I tend to listen to bits and pieces of everything to be honest. Um I like anything from dance to heavy metal to dubstep these days or, you know, classical you name it. If I hear it and think, Yeah, that's good. It doesn't really matter what it is. Um but I guess when I started writing and if I need inspiration at the moment I kind of I tend to go to a cold player, a typical one but people like the Foo Fighters, um, and uh, just acoustic things. It's a band called Kings of Convenience, who I really like.
5: Is that go kind of stuff that you'd compare your work to as well?
4: Um, certainly bits and pieces. I, I don't think you couldn't really say the things I tend to write tend to be a bit of everything, I guess, like my taste, so I don't really have a cohesive style yet. Hopefully one day I'll work myself out.
5: And what instruments do you play?
4: Um, well, I started out as a trumpet player, um, but I, I play the guitar and a bit of a bit of piano and keys just to get me by.
5: And is the piano sort of your main instrument? Um, do you sing as well.
4: Yeah, I guess singing is is the thing I do most now, um, but I'm still doing a lot of trumpet. I play in the orchestra and the big band at City.
5: And how do you think that your music has developed over time?
4: Um, when I when I started writing, it tended to be quite. It tended to be quite airy-fairy and didn't really have much of a point or much of a purpose and I, I think I've started writing music generally that, that means a bit more um, but it's a, it's also dangerous to go too far into that so it's, it means something to me at least now whereas I think when I started it didn't.
5: And um, we'll see your plans for the future what do you want to do when you finish uni?
4: Hopefully I can go and do a Masters in moving image composition So I'm really interested in films and video games and I think my writing is really kind of a, a part of an entire kind of creative thing I think I want to get into. Um, so hopefully a master's or possibly getting involved with with just some sort of musical creative outlet that's that's happening at the moment. Anything I can get.
5: So you've just finished writing Incarus Theory. Could you tell us a bit about the track and what inspired you when you were creating it?
4: Um, yeah, the the track is kind of... It's this idea about a guy who he's thinking about, he's thinking about life and he's thinking about um, kind of childish things. So I talk about Spider-Man and Superman. And at the same time I kind of oppose that with the idea of Icarus who was flying with his father in a Greek myth. And he flies too high and the sun melts, melts his wings and he falls to his death. I really wanted to play with the idea of, um, of being childish but also feeling like childhood slipping away.
5: If you'd like to keep up with James's latest music, you can add his artist page on Facebook, which is called JP, and he's also available on Twitter at Perky J. And now we're going to play you a snippet of his new track, Icarus Theory. I'm
6: not sp- swinging from buildings far overhead, cause my web is spun, I'm just catching flies instead of having fun, I'm not days are done. My battles are won. I'm just a knight.
1: That was Icarus Theory. And on that note, it's time for us to end this week's show.
0: Thank you for listening in, and please make sure you tune in next week too.
1: Absolutely. And when we say next week, we mean next time, <laughs> as our presence on the airways hasn't been all that reliable recently. <laughs> sorry.
0: Yeah, sorry again about that. Goodbye. Goodbye.
6: <laughs>